You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. Again, I suppose that there's different rumours going out there saying that I might be, uh, you know, thinking of joining other parties. But I suppose just to dispel any myths anyway, I certainly won't be joining anybody else and uh, I'll, I'll be continuing to, to go it alone. Hello and welcome to the Southern Star's Coronavirus Podcast. I'm the news editor Siobhan Cronin and this week our featured interview is with former Sinn Féin councillor, since independent, Paul Hayes. And later on we will take a look at this week's newspaper. We will also have new music from local singer-songwriter Fintan McCahey, who has just released a gorgeous new single recorded right here in West Cork. And so to this week's interview. It's been quite the year for local councillor Paul Hayes. Not only did he leave Sinn Féin after being a member of the party for nearly 25 years, but like so many others, he lost his job in the pandemic. Volunteering at a funeral home at the height of the COVID crisis gave him a new perspective on life. He told Emma Connolly all about it and much more when she caught up with him this week. Independent Councillor Paul Hayes, thanks for joining us on this week's Southern Star podcast. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm not actually even... I'm not even actually sure where we should start with our chat um, this week, Paul. It's been such an eventful year and a bit for you. I mean, even taking it from last May, um, so I guess you were successful in the local elections and keeping your Sinn Féin seat. Not so successful in your general election bid then in February or your um, bid to get a nomination for the Senate. Then, of course, the pandemic hit. You were temporarily laid off your job. Um, then came the shock announcement. You were leaving Sinn Féin after almost 25 years with the party to become an independent. And then somewhere along the way, for some reason, you're going to tell us about now shortly, you decided to quit the booze. I mean, I think I'd be reaching for a glass of something fairly strong um, after all that. But I know you have told me before, Paul, that it's kind of been part of a, a bigger period of reflection for you. So maybe why don't we start um, by you telling us about your one year no beer experience. Although what I'm going to say at the very outset is that it all did happen very accidentally and, and not for any problematic reasons. So tell us, tell us your story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it was a, a pretty, uh, pretty hectic year and a bit, uh, without a doubt, um, heading to local elections in May last year. Um, again, I knew I was kind of up against it because of boundary changes. Yeah. Essentially, where I'm living here in Court McSherry was moved in with the Bandon Kinsale area, so I literally couldn't even vote for myself. So I knew from the outset that I'm, I was going to be down so many votes. Um, so yeah, it, it was a tough one, um, a tough campaign, but I, I got over the line and was elected and re-elected to Cork County Council, which I was absolutely delighted about uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we... Uh, went off on a family holiday uh, and again there was a, a twinning trip to, to Waldeschaft in Germany as well um, late June and into early July last year uh, so again had a few beers along the way and a few glasses of wine and, as you do uh, mm-hmm. at all these different events um, and then my brother and I and a few friends we headed up Cran Tool. Uh, it was a fundraiser for a friend of mine in Clannacilty suffering with motor neuron disease. So again, we had a great day, a fantastic uh, sunny day going up Cron Tool, uh, great crack. And uh, yeah, we, 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 we still managed to have some energy to, to, to celebrate exactly in Killarney that night. So a, a good night was had, as they say. Um, but yeah, again, the, the day after I returned home to Cork Mac, and uh, I think my brother was still enjoying a beer or two. So I sent him a picture of 
my, my first bottle of Heineken Zero beer. And uh, I said, right, I'm, I'm taking a break uh, for this. And uh, that was the start of it, really. So, yeah, uh, one week turned into two weeks and a month passed and two months passed. And all of a yeah. sudden we're, we're over here. That's incredible, and because as like it was completely, completely accidental. But I guess I know you. We, we chatted about this before, um, and you told me that pretty early on you started to feel the benefits of of, of this regime. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose. Look, I've been thinking about it for a while, and look, I kind of have a, a pretty hectic schedule as it is. You know, juggling family life and and politics, work as a county council counsellor and my day job then with Java Public Coffee. Um, so it's kind of hectic and I suppose I'm kind of gone a lot of the time and I found especially at weekends or especially on Sundays might be you know the only day that I could enjoy with family um, and look if I was after even a few pints the night before I'd feel really groggy and just absolutely wasted then on Sunday and mm. I wouldn't feel like doing anything and I just I suppose I felt myself it, it was kind of unfair to to the gang I've, I've three young children and you know they're all pretty active looking to do stuff and look I, I suppose I was kind of tr- thrown on the couch feeling sorry for myself more often than not so I just felt I, I needed to change that and uh, yeah as I said um yeah within the first few weeks I was going this is this is good and you know it kind of spurred me on to to, to keep it going really because as I said I had a lot more energy and and felt you know like you know, I was, you know, really up for it, you know, so it was great. Exactly. And then you were telling me that, you know, give, you know, it, that kind of created a headspace for you to think about other things in your life, which um, ultimately was leading, leaving Sinn Féin um, after your 25 years association with the party. Yeah, I guess, I mean, that amongst other things, like yeah. I suppose, leaving leaving the party I suppose was a culmination of um, I suppose a lot of different issues I probably had Uh, and yeah again I suppose look I was probably I think what five candidates out of 42 that weren't elected uh, in the general election and look we got a very good vote quite respectable almost first uh, 5,000 first preference votes but I, I did feel that you know seeing other candidates elected all over the country and that would a bit more of a push and a bit more support and all of that and more resources put into the campaign that, you know, Cork South West would have possibly returned a, a, a Sinn Féin TD as well. So, yeah, I was kind of, I was quite disappointed by all that, really. And was it that lack of support that uh, kind of clinched your decision? Yeah, pretty much. Again, I just felt, you know, not a personal thing as such, but I just felt that Cork South West wasn't on the radar of the party. Um, and especially uh, the, 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 the straw that brought the camels back for me was, was not being supported for the Shannon nomination. Um, I felt, and I made a good case as far as I was concerned, that, you know, if Cork South West was to return a, a party TD in the future, that uh, a, Shannad, a crack at the Shannon would have been a good uh, stepping stone. Um, but look, that wasn't supported. Mm. So I just said, look, time to call it a day, really, and and to and to to kind of cut loose and and, and go my own way. Pretty brave decision. And are you still in touch with anybody? In, you know, with any of your um, previous colleagues in Sinn Fein, or have they made any efforts to woo you back or anything like that? Yeah, a few phone calls, I suppose. All parties have picked up the phone asking me to. Uh, yeah, really. To okay. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and a few party members as well. Look, I mean, we're, we're still on, on on good terms with with, uh, with with many of the members. Obviously, they're they're my friends from 25 years of being involved in the party. So that is certainly hasn't changed at all. So, but mm. um, no, look, 
again, I suppose uh, there's different rumours going out there saying that I might be, uh, you know, thinking of joining other parties. But I suppose just to dispel any myths anyway, I certainly won't be joining anybody else and uh, I'll, I'll be continuing to, to go it alone. Taoiseach Micheál Martin, obviously holidays in your in your village, your home village of Cork, McSherry. You weren't, you weren't, uh, he wasn't trying to convince you to join his his team no, some of the, the local team did make contact, all right, just to see what my intentions might be. But uh, right. yeah, was that, was that, was that I, recently, just this summer? Uh, yeah, yeah, after after my decision was made, exactly. But as I said, other parties would have been in touch as well, just to try and sound me out, I suppose, and see yeah. what my intentions were. But uh, yeah, no, happy to, to, to plough my own furrow for the moment, anyway. So, I know. Yeah, and, I, 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 and I suppose just staying on the topic of, of politics and local politics, um, what I'm curious to hear your take on how the on your on the coalition at the moment. Um, Michal Martin obviously under pressure, things not going his way for a whole load of reasons. We won't even mention Golfgate, but what's your what's your what's your opinion on it? Where to start? Yeah, look, I I, I think it's 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 quite shaky to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I, I think it's a coalition that really you know wasn't probably meant to come together. Uh, after the, the result of the general election, but I think probably, probably Michal Martin backed himself into a corner and, and felt that he couldn't pick up the phone to Mary Lou MacDonald, um, even though I think party members on the ground were saying that they didn't have a problem, or they, most of them wouldn't have had a problem uh, maybe going to a coalition with Sinn Féin or whatever. But I, I think it, it, it is quite wobbly. I, I think clearly uh, some of the party members and, and ministers who should know better seem to be floating all kinds of uh, rules and regulations mm. around COVID. And um, I just think it's, 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 I don't see it lasting very long, to be honest with you. I, I think, uh, whatever about COVID, I think, and, and uh, the candidates may have to go canvassing via Zoom like this or something, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to last a full term, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's certainly very rocky looking. And, and, and speaking of the pandemic there, I guess, Paul, you've had really quite a unique experience. Um, you were you, you mentioned earlier you work for for Java Java Republic so um you were laid off temporarily um how long how long were you off with them uh, again from 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 March um before Patrick's weekend like so many others in, in the hospitality side of things mm. once once lockdown uh, came before Patrick's weekend again I suppose like many of our customers they shut their doors so again it, it, it just wasn't it wasn't possible to, to keep going and um, yeah I was off I think until uh, until the end of May really so yeah yeah uh, that's a, a good stretch exactly yeah. but um, tell us uh, about your experience where you volunteered at a local funeral home yeah so I suppose coming into the end of March into the start of April like like everybody else at home we were watching the news and looking at the the dreadful scenes coming from across Europe and Italy in particular and you know thousands of people dying and I suppose you know my wife and I were were looking at that thinking you know is Ireland you know only a few weeks away from all of this as well so um clearly you know I, I'm, I'm not someone who can kind of sit down and and stay quiet even though I did literally stay quiet and, and not Go outside my two-kilometer zone. I'll, I'll hasten to add. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like some EU commissioner. We won't go there. Complaint. We won't go there. <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, again, I like we were having a chat at home on the couch, and um, and she was saying, look, you know, why not maybe contact um, the, the local uh, funeral director or something, and uh, and see if you can lend a helping hand. She was, you know, thinking that I'm, I might be suited or whatever. So mm. yeah, I, I sent a message to to John Michael Foley, um, based in Timaleague. 
And he was okay for the first number of weeks, but then it transpired that a number of, of the, the guys working for him had to cocoon themselves. So I was drafted in to, to help out. And yeah, I suppose I, I got an insight into what was going on behind the scenes with, with COVID, um, you know, uh, patients and, and all of that. And the, just the fantastic work that was going on in our local hospitals and, and just the hardships for, for families, just, you know, the whole tradition you know, funerals and, and uh, meeting people and family and neighbours coming around, you know, to, to, to rally around after a, a family um, a bereavement, it was just turned on its head. It was so hard for people. So, yeah. You must, um, you must have seen, 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 you know, really heartbreaking scenes that, that would have stayed with you, mm. did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As I said, I mean, some of it was on RT, you know, prime time programmes afterwards, you know, what was going on behind the scenes when family members couldn't come in and, and say goodbye to loved ones. And, you know, I suppose, you know, I, I've met with family, uh, obviously, over the last number of months, uh, and, and they were saying, you know, did my family member pass away alone, like, you know, with strangers? And I, I've tried to probably reassure them and say, look, you know, they were in the best of care. You know, I, I was in the likes of Clannacilty Hospital, yeah. sadly, on a few occasions. Uh, but look, the staff they were were absolutely brilliant, and you know they were they were saying goodbye to to the to the, the to their resident or to, to their patient as if it was their own mother or father. You know they really really looked after them, so they were in the best of care up until until you know they they passed away. So I suppose I was able to maybe provide a little bit of reassurance to people that you know um, you know that they were they were in, in yeah. very good hands as as they as they passed on. You know. An incredible gesture, um, Paul. I mean, really, I can't see many people even contemplating during that. So, I really, I really think that's that's a very was a very powerful thing to do. And and did it make you rethink? I mean, I don't want to sound corny or anything or, or cliche, but it did it make you rethink any aspect of your life then? Yeah, I suppose again, it kind of all fed into this this whole whatever is probably going on. I don't know if the lads are laughing at me saying there's a midlife crisis or something, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, but the, the age is there now. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose it, it kind of it, it kind of makes you think for sure, you know, that you're 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 plodding along. And again, some of the, the funerals that I happen to be involved in, you know, some people were in their eighties and into their nineties and had lived a full life, mm. you know, and, uh, and and but there was others then that were younger and you're kind of going, geez, they would have been like me you know, they left for work in the morning and uh, all of a sudden because of an accident or something, you know, it was, it was lights out and, you know, yeah. you, you kind of, you, you, you do think to yourself, kind of go, yeah, look, you know, what, what am I doing? And you're trying to reevaluate things and, uh, you know, prioritize things. So yeah, it all kind of fit into my, my thinking over the last year or so. So yeah, yeah. certainly it part of it. Big big changes, um, and actually, uh, one one thing I meant to ask you um, when we were chatting about your um, uh, quitting the beer and stuff was people's reaction to you. Um, you know the way a lot of people are uneasy or they're uncomfortable when they see people not enjoying a drink because it makes them think about their own drinking habits, um, and you know they're afraid maybe of, of of their behavior and stuff like that. How did how did people react to you? Again, I suppose, yeah, like, I know close friends would have been asking, you know, what, what's the story or what, what's the real reason why you're giving up or whatever. Yeah, they're kind of going, what's, what's, what's the, what, what are you after doing? <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but no, again, I think even yourself, there's a little bit of self-conscious at the start. Uh, you know, you're going to the pub or whatever. I, I still enjoy going to the pub mm. and, and all of that. And I, I, I will do when, when we can go to the pub properly again. Um, but yeah, I, I think... 
there's, there's, there is a little bit of an awkwardness, but I think, you know, the fact that there's so many no alcohol beers and, you know, options available at the minute, you can sit there with your, you know, bottle of Heineken Zero or Carlsberg or Bulmer Zero, whatever it is, like, and as I said, like, I think it's more to do with your, your own self, your, 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 probably a bit more self-conscious at the start yeah uh wondering are you are you going to fit in or going to enjoy yourself but that, that actually will, will will be gone after a few weeks and exactly. you, you kind of you, you drift back in and, yeah because you, you are you are conversation and have the crack as normal you, you and and be the designated driver as you said <laughs> so i mean and you you were you yes, are great. absolutely yeah you are very clear in saying that you're not anti-pub either. And I guess you, like, uh, you're living in West, rural West Cork, you can see how important the pub is to, um, you know, small rural communities in terms of people staying in touch uh, and not even just drinking. So, I mean, it, how do you feel about the restrictions at the moment, as essential as they are? Um, they're, they are impacting on, on some parts of, of rural West Cork, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Again, I think, look, I mean, you know, some bars have reopened and tried to do sort of a, a lunch offering or whatever, tried to work within the restrictions uh, that are there. Look, everyone's completely aware of the, the whole, you know, the public efforts to try yeah. and, you know, uh, whatever kind of uh, curve all of this. But I, I have huge sympathy, to be honest with you, with, with many of the, the rural pubs. I think... Um, the, the antics and, and things going on in, in, in Temple Bar has really come against, you know, pubs and genuine responsible pub yeah. owners in, in rural areas like West Cork. I, I think, you know, it, it's definitely doable. I, I, I have huge sympathy for, you know, the family owned businesses that are, are closed five and six months later, you know, that um, they're looking at other, other areas and saying, look, we could, we could certainly do this. And they've, they've invested massively putting in screens and, you know, re rejigging their seating and table arrangements and, and using outdoor beer garden areas, you know, properly, you know, socially distancing pe people and, and their customers. And I do think that they would be responsible enough to, to operate and do a, a proper uh, service. So I, I, I think it's, 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 it's long it's overdue. Tough. that Yeah. Be, yeah. You know, I do, I do think that they should be allowed, given, give a chance to, to them to, to open up and see if they can operate. Clearly, look, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're fighting this thing and it's going to be with us for, for a long number of months yet, I think. But I, I do think that they're being singled out unfairly. Yeah, yeah I, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that front. But you were, you're just saying, obviously, the, the pandemic isn't uh, going anywhere just yet. But I think you're hoping that it'll have gone somewhere in time for a big trip you're planning with your brother next year. I am, yeah. So again, all part of the just, you know, being out and being active and all of that, uh, kind of enjoying the hiking and enjoying the, the, the gorgeous scenery we have here around the Seven Heads Peninsula over, over lockdown. Uh, I, I suppose I've been very blessed to, to, to be stuck, <laughs> if you want to say like that, where we have been for the last number of months. But yeah, we were, uh, I suppose we're, we're, we're provisionally booked anyway to go to the Himalayas uh, next April for a trek to um, Everest Base Camp. Uh, it's something my brother has been pestering me about for a, a number of years and uh, he's kind of won me over at this stage and yeah we'd really love um, the opportunity to spend whatever three or four weeks hiking in the Himalayas next April but obviously that's the lap of the dog. Is it, is yeah, it Okay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. I think it might be a bit optimistic, but will you will you raise a glass if you get to the top? <laughs> well, you'd never know. I, I, like in my head, as I said, I'm 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 not kind of saying that no, nay, never. I I'll, ne I'll never have a 
a drink again, but maybe a celebratory one, something like that. If uh, if we get to one of the summits out there, we might we might have a little toast. And uh, but it's it's I know myself that I have the willpower now after spending over a year off of uh, off the beer that I I can kind of you know turn off the tap so to speak again if if I want to and again kind of get get back to to where I am now at the moment. And I'm very very happy with. Um, I'd, I'd look. I'd, I'd certainly recommend it to other people if they're if they're thinking about it or are unsure about not, it. Not looking at anybody in particular. Nothing to lose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, each to their own. As I said, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not empty pub, and I'm 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 really looking forward to kind of getting back to the the live music scene as well. I think um, that has been another kind of side of things that's really you know been affected mm. terribly bad by by the whole uh, COVID thing you know our, our musicians and our artists you know and I, I do think that there needs to be better support and financial uh, resources for uh, the likes of our musicians because they're they're an integral part of um, our culture and our mm. you know our heritage and it's part of the whole tourism product that, that we're trying to sell to, to other places and you know like uh, Irish pubs and all that are f- famous the world over for for the crack and the kill and um, yeah, I, yeah, I think, and they're, I guess, they're, they 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 have been in some ways they kind of invisible victims. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I told, without, without support, I think I, I think that they, you know some of them are, are in shaky ground. So I, I do think that's another um, aspect of things that needs support. But uh, yeah, as I said, I I, I may toast to 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 to, to everyone uh, their their well, health as a safe. Well, I, I'll, jo- I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> cheers, <laughs> cheers, cheers to you well, getting to. Until then, it's going to be tea. <laughs> <laughs> and who, I, I'm, I'm not. Happy. I'm not. I'm not saying what's in this. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we'll say three, three cheers to you getting to, to Nepal to Nepal in April. Super. Thanks, Paul. Lovely chatting as always to you this evening, and uh, and wishing you the best of luck in your in your climbing um, holiday. Thanks, Paul. And so to this week's newspaper. On page one for the second year in a row, our front page is all about the floods in West Cork. We have reports from Bandon and Bantry who were particularly badly hit this week and also from last week's flooding in Skibbereen. We talked to some of the businesses involved and also, of course, to the council. And uh, we have tracked the visits of various ministers and even the Taoiseach to the area in the last few days. And also we have a story on page one about Bail of Law being hijacked last weekend by two different groups where there would normally have been the Michael Collins Committee commemoration um, annual event. They had decided to postpone it this year because of COVID, but if two other groups, the National Party and another um, Nationalist Party, had events there at the weekend. Now at the first event there were 50 people and at the second there were 100 and even though people did make complaints about that, the Garda Press Office told us this week that because the restrictions for 15 people outdoors are just guidelines and not regulations, there were no arrests could have been made on the day. So inside our flooding coverage continues on pages 3, 4 and 5. And on page 7 this week we have a little peek view inside the new um, newly restored or renovated golf suites at the old head of Kinsale golf course. Now these are absolutely gorgeous top quality accommodation suites for uh, visitors to the golf course and they have uh, introduced some nice um, 
reduced rates this year because of the COVID pandemic and the lack of overseas visitors. So Emma Connolly got to spend a night in one of the suites there in the last week or two and she tells us all about it and some of the wonderful work that has been done at the uh, venue, which is, of course, just outside Kinsale and one of the most prestigious golf courses in Europe. On the property this week, we also have a lovely view inside a beautiful townhouse on Emmet Square in Clannacilty, which is for sale for half a million. And on our farming pages, we're looking at the importance of the trade portfolio, which was held, of course, by Phil Hogan, and why certain interests in the farming um, community think that Ireland should really try to hold on to that portfolio as much as possible. We also have some reports on farmers that were hit by flooding once again this week. On our back page of the news section this week, we have a report on the charging of two men in connection with the Timmy Harahan murder. Now, Timmy Harahan was a homeless man living in Cork City who was originally from Kilcohan on the Sheep's Head. And people may remember a very tragic story of his tent having been set alight at the Mardyke in Cork and not long after um, he died. And uh, so two men have been charged with that murder and the full story is on page 18 this week. Paul Hayes features again this week on the front of the community section with an in-depth interview by Emma Connolly. And Emma's very popular COVID diary continues on the inside of our second section. In that section, we also have a nice piece on some back to school nutrition advice and what you should be doing in your garden this time of year. In our local notes section, we also have some really nice back to school pictures of first days in Timberleague National School and also in Castle Lack and lots of other news packed into those pages. And on the back of that section on page 36 this week, we have a flooding picture special. So don't forget, if you can't get to the shops, you can subscribe online by going to southernstar.ie and clicking on the e-paper tab or call to the office, call on the phone to our office at 028-21200 for a postal copy to be sent out to you. So to this week's music. For a few weeks we have been looking back at our Southern Star sessions, but this week we want to take a break from that and have a listen to some new music, but still locally made. And in fact, this week's singer-songwriter, Fintan McCahey, did record a track with us last September in our Southern Star studio. But this time around, it's his latest release we're checking out. Fintan's gorgeous new track, Goodbye, features vocals from Ava Archibald, and the song was written and recorded in McCahey's studio in West Cork where he is continuing his family legacy as the son of stump drummer Rob McCahey and the nephew of Cousteau singer Liam McCahey. So here it is on audio and video, goodbye. And for more, check out fintamacahy.com. That's K-A-H-E-Y. Memorize, we talked for a thousand times As we walked more around the line Set aside, right? You can lie with a movie in my mind If I prove you wrong tonight And you decide, right? And when they call you I find it easy to adore you And why? Don't say goodbye We could try for the last time See you. 
Southern Star Coronavirus Podcast and don't forget to like, share and subscribe to our podcast which is available now on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie